It is Wednesday, September 6th, 2023. This is another edition of Baseball Today. That is my man, Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose. Producer Rob Scirocco along for the ride as well. It's good to have him on this day I celebrate my 26th wedding anniversary to my amazing bride, Michelle. 26 years. Been married half my life. That's awesome. You guys are a very beautiful couple that oh, puts so out, um, you know, a great example hmm. of what it means to be in love and to have a, a nice relationship. I, I applaud both of you. 26 years is a long time. It is and you know, I love love. So yes, you do. So thank you very much. Appreciate that. So tip of the cap to my bride and also a tip of the cap to the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, I was um, put onto this story by Trisha Whitaker, who does a phenomenal job with Bally's down there and also on Apple TV. And she showed a pregame meeting between Yandy Diaz and his number one fan, Elijah, who unfortunately 10 year old is dealing with bone cancer, but he wanted to meet his baseball hero and, the look on Elijah's face when Yandy came over and spent some time with him and signed a bat. And if that doesn't get you, nothing will, dude. It's amazing. It's, it's, I tell guys all the time, you know, like take a little bit of baseball players, take a little mm -hmm. bit of time out of your day and, and reach out to your fans, you know, bring them to a game or you can spark memories for a lifetime and, and really just help someone get through a tough, tough, tough time. So, you know, I know. During the baseball season, it's your focus is on baseball and 162 and all that stuff. It's getting down to crunch time, but you need to make time for stuff like this. And Yandi did a great job. Yep. Always does. Always does. Love it. Love stories like that. And Elijah, keep fighting your good fight, my man. We need you around. We need good good people like you in this world. Uh, let's get to um, the games at play. And last night, we saw a few milestones, some great individual accomplishments, none bigger than then by the little man for the Houston Astros. It is 14th tonight. And now he sends one to center field. That'll send Tavares back. Could it be four in a row? Four in a row for Altuve. Five and six at bats. The legend continues to grow. Luffy, do you think there will ever be a time where most baseball fans strictly appreciate Jose Altuve for the talent that he is and not think about 2017? Oh, man. Um, general public, probably no. I think they're going to associate him with that team um, for, yeah, forever. They really are. But I think if you're, if you're kind of in the know and you understand what, you know, went down there, the fact that, you know, it's documented that he really didn't use it. There's many, many, Many teammates that have come out and defended him, namely Carlos Correa, but other people as well just said Jose didn't want any part of it. Now, there's still some fault there. We talked about this a lot on this show. Um, he was he was a, a veteran on that team, and he could have tried to stop it, didn't do it. So you have to take that into consideration. But I think if you're a baseball fan, you should just enjoy what he does on the field. He, I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer. Uh, I th coming into this show, I was going to say this guy's a Hall of Famer for sure. I'm looking at the numbers now. Um, he's over 2,000 career hits. Is he going to get to 3,000? That's He's still got a ways to go for that. Um, 200 homers isn't going to get it done. 49.1 career war is nice. He's still got to get a little bit more there. Uh, he still has some time left. He's only 33 years old. So 
I think his play on the field and like his small stature, like really should be like inspirational towards people. Um, and it's one of the reasons why I think baseball is the best sport in the world is because you can be, you can look all sorts of different ways. Your body type can be all sorts of different ways and you can still perform on the field. Uh, we have, there's no better example of that than what we have on the, in our sport right now. I mean, there's people of all shapes, sizes, colors playing right now. It's awesome. So to answer your question, no, I think he is going to be associated with that team for a long time. But I, I do believe that real baseball fans will understand the impact he had and the type of player he was. I mean, his eight-time All-Star, MVP, two World Series, six Silver Sluggers, a gold glove, like he's he's done it all. So I, I wish it wasn't that way, but I, I think he will be associated his entire career. I think that I think that you can kind of split the baby on this one. I think it can be both a little bit, to be honest with you. Like you can appreciate that we've never seen a guy this size hit the ball the way he does. Nobody in the history of the sport at five foot six generates the type of pop and is the sort of offensive threat that he has been. He goes up there and I feel like sometimes he's wielding a sledgehammer. He is just ferocious. He is every time he swings the bat and hits the ball hard, I'm like, go get him, little leaguer. Like, I just think it's awesome. I think it's amazing. But when you have a discussion about Jose Altuve, you will mention the 2017 Astros. There's no way around it. It's like when we talk about Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds is the best baseball player I have seen. But Roger Clemens, one of the best pitchers I have ever seen. But... And that's just the way it's going to be. I mean, if you are part of it, whether you actively took a role in it or just didn't prevent it from happening, you still had some sort of role. And that's going to be part of his baseball tombstone. Now, will it be part of a Hall of Fame plaque? I don't know. I think he's got a shot because I think he's going to get more than 300 homers. He's going to get past 300 steals. You know, his lifetime OPS is going to be pretty solid and for a position that hasn't provided a ton of pop i think he'll have a shot it's interesting yeah i guess i don't know what the second basemen um that are in the hall of fame what they've all done i mean i know a few of them right uh, in my mind like i he's been if you look at you know the past 10 11 years past decade okay let's just say the past decade he's been probably the best second baseman in baseball yeah, I think that's fair. But it has been it hasn't been a great time. This isn't like the golden era of second baseman. I don't exactly yeah. know when that is, but like like Jeff Kent didn't get into the Hall of Fame, right? And he put yeah. up some pretty gaudy numbers and he won an MVP and I actually think that in terms of Hall of Fame voting, Altuve's size will help him. I really Interesting. do. Interesting. Interesting. Remember, these are human beings that vote for him. So as long as they get past his role, whatever role that was in 2017. Um, let's move on. Let's move on. Because uh, we did have a little milestone in the home run department in the boogie down as well. Only Mark McGuire, Babe Ruth, Alex Rodriguez got to 400 homers in fewer games than Giancarlo Stanton. Now, do you think that Stanton's prodigious power is the first thing people will think about when they reflect on his career? 
Yes, and I know what you're trying to do here. I know what you're trying to do here. You're trying to get me to think like a Yankee fan and be like, well, actually, I just think about him not being able to stay on the field and the big contract. And he did what like, no, that is it is what people are going to think about when John Carlos Stanton is all said and done. Because I do think he is going to end up with 500 home runs. And this is a very interesting Hall of Fame case because I don't think there's anybody with 500 home runs besides Barry Bonds that's not in the Hall of Fame. Rafael Palmero. Rafael, oh, the same. Okay. Yeah, Similar. But, but as far as guys who are eligible, because there's guys obviously like Miguel Cabrera has five. Yeah, 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 so yeah. It's not eligible. We're talking about guys so that are eligible that aren't in. Guys are eligible that aren't in or I don't think Palmero and Bonds aren't eligible anymore, but they're not in because of their relationship to the steroid era. Mm-hmm. Now, John Carlos Stanton's not going to have that on him, uh, but he's not going to have some of the other numbers to go along with these 500. I don't want to call it an, it's not an empty 500. Don't, don't, that's not the case here. I mean, this guy's won an MVP, five-time All-Star, two-time Silver Slugger. He's done some things in this. I just think it's going to be so interesting to see if that number alone is going to get him so 500 homers plus an MVP in the VAG, does that get you into the Hall of Fame? Well, let me ask you to this. To answer your question, I do think, though, Chris, to answer your yep. question, yes, that is what people – his stature, so mm-hmm. we started off with small stature and big stature. His stature is going to be what people think about, and the homers are going to be what people think about, like the homer out of Dodger Stadium. Like, that'll be talked about for forever. So that is what most people will remember from John Carlos Stan, and I just think that Hall of Fame case is so interesting. Do you feel like you're watching a Hall of Famer when he steps up to the plate? Uh, n- right now, no. But that happens with a lot of Hall of Famers. Like, you know, And he's not even towards the end of his career. He still has three years under contract. So, right. But, you know, we talk about Miguel Cabrera. You don't think Hall of Famer when you watch him play. If you didn't know any statistics with oh, no, Miguel that's Cabrera. Not, that's not true. That is If not you didn't true. know any statistics. No way. No. Watching Miguel Cabrera this year, you would say that's no, a Hall not of Famer? this year. But I mean, I'm saying that's what I'm talking about. At, when he was at his peak, or even a couple of years after his peak, when you were watching him play, yes, then yes, you, yes, you didn't yes. say, "Hey, Miguel Cabrera's got to get to 3,000 hits, or he's not in the Hall of Fame." I mean, you could make the same art. Don't you feel like the, uh, Manny Machado? You're watching a Hall of Famer. Yes. Don't you feel like Mike Trout? You're watching a Hall of Famer. Yes. Now, lately. Like if we're talking about recency bias, no, I don't feel like I'm watching a Hall of Famer when I watch John Carlos Stanton. But if you go back to you know 2015, 16, 17, and all the years even prior to that, yeah, I really did. Well, Those that was a small window, though. That, to me, it felt like a very small window where we were watching a Hall of Famer, and now we're waiting for him to just click a number in order to get there, which I think yes, is weird. But, but, you know, if you look at Hall of Famers who have hit homers, mm-hmm. and that's why they're in, 500, whatever. Like it's not always sixty homers a year. It's it's just they stacked on those thirty homer years, stacked on top of each other, and they just did it for a long time. That's what the pace that the Stanton was on, you know, 34, 37, 24, 37, 27, 27. Then he went off and hit fifty nine that year. And during that year, if you if you were talked about John Carlos Stanton, I think you, I think you were thinking Hall of Fame at that point. It's changed now, but I still think yeah. it's an interesting case. It is. Um, that's the thing I love more most about the baseball hall of fame is that there's not one path to get there. There just isn't that there are guys who accumulate numbers. I've used this example several times on this show, which is Craig Biggio. When he played, I've thought, damn, he's a really good baseball player. Not once was I ever thinking 
Cooperstown. And then when you add up everything at the end, you're like, damn, he's getting in. He's getting in. Um, so, yeah, I guess with Stanton, it's very simple. If he gets 100 more homers, he's off to the Hall of Fame. It's kind of bizarre. Do you I got to be honest so? with you. Do you think so? For sure. I do because I think people – I think that's a number that people will never budge from. I really I think do. he's going to get there, Chris. Because he's got three more years. got – actually, four more years. 24, 25, 26, 27. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at his home run log. Like, if he, if he, in 86 games, he's at 22. Like, this guy is like, his home run rate is good enough where if he is like on the field at all, he's going to get to 500 homers. Yeah, you're right. That's, I didn't even know that he's got 20, he's got 22 homers this year. That's crazy. Uh, I do have to shout out our boy, Justin Shackle, who, um, since 2019, Stanton's played in just 56% of the games for the Yankees. Pretty crazy. I wonder if it'll ever change. If if, if, if uh, his regiment will change, if the way they approach things will change, like think Dude, they've tried that, they've tried that, and he still we don't just stop with... trying. You, well, he you still has to run to the bases. Out. If a ball goes to the alley, what is he just gonna? Is it gonna be like old uh, Atari baseball where he can just go one base at a time, no matter where the ball is on the field? I don't know, man. It's so weird. It is so weird. By the way, this is gonna be his first year where if he doesn't get going, he's gonna have a sub below league average OPS. He's actually never been under 113 in his career. Does he finish his career out with the Yankees or does he get traded? Ooh. Ooh. He gets traded. I think so somewhere too. Yeah. That's They'll eat some cash. He'll go somewhere. Someone will I... want him to hit 500 homers in their uniform. I know this is baseball today, but we're all sports fans. And if you're a sports fan, you got to love college football. And guess what? It is back. Week one is upon us, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking you up with a can't-miss offer to start the season strong. This week, new customers like you can bet just $5 on the games and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Look, life's more fun when you're in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code BASEBALLTODAY where you bet $5 on a game and $200 in bonus bets instantly goes into your account only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code baseball today. The crown is yours. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available. Also, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please pay responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See DraftKings.com slash football for eligibility. Terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Let's get back to the uh, series between the Rangers and the Astros, which has been severely one-sided. But we do have a little um, history today. First time ever, Justin Verlander will square off against Max Scherzer. Twice former teammates in Detroit, and then most recently with the New York Mets. Scale of 1 to 10, how interested are you in this? I am very interested in this, and it has been one-sided. The It's 8 to 4 uh, as far as victories in favor of Houston in this season series. The one thing I will say is they've both come out and said, like, we're we're really in a good spot with our relationship now. I'm talking about Verlander and Scherzer. I wish, and this is just for pure entertainment value. I wish they were like, no, I, I hate that guy. 
can't stand that guy. That would make it so much more interesting. It's almost like a prize fight or a UFC fight where I don't like when the guys like are shaking hands and stuff like that. I mean, I understand that not everyone hates each other, but the fights that I get most excited about, and I believe I'm probably in the majority here, is when you don't like each other and it's like you want to rip the other guy's head off. I kind of wish that was the same way here. Maybe they do deep down, um, but it's exciting because – you know, these are two first ballot Hall of Famers going at it. We've seen them as teammates, like you said, twice. Uh, and now not only is it going to be fun just to watch them pitch against each other, but it really means something in the standings. I believe the Rangers are two games back of the of Houston in the division and only one game back of a wild card spot. So they got to they got to get going. They've been they haven't been great as of late. I'm talking about the Rangers. Uh, so on a scale of one to ten, I will give this uh, an eight and a half. Right there with you. Right there, in part because of how meaningful it is, particularly to the Rangers, who've got to stop this slide. They have the worst record in baseball since August 16th. Worst record in baseball. It's the first time that they've been out of a playoff spot since April 8th. That's rough. And the other reason I'm really going to be tuned in tonight is because I want to see my boy Hedgie pitch three straight days. I don't know if they can use him out of the bullpen three straight days, but we'll see. I know how much you love position players throwing. It's the only way they could get him into a game now. It's the but he's actually pitched pretty well the last two days. So let's see what you got, Edgy. I believe since June, and I, I don't know if it was on this show or another show I referenced this, that the Rangers are now yeah. sub 500. You said that yesterday. Sorry, don't mean to yawn. Um, not that I'm bored by your stat, but that's yeah, that's two straight days on that show. With that stat. Hey, people need to know. They do. It's... um. It's a really important day for the Texas Rangers. It's huge for Scherzer. You know, last time out against Minnesota, he threw 88 pitches and they pulled him. And I know that people were saying he looked tired and all this, and I get it. The dude's approaching 40, and I hear you. If he's at 88 pitches today and it's like a 1-1 game against Verlander and Verlander's still in, they ain't pulling Scherzer. That would be so awesome if they both went nine. Nine, yeah, not going down. Why not? You you talk about the Rangers bullpen or lack thereof. Oh God, leave the ball yeah. in his hands. Um, one, both, or neither. Throw a pitch in the seventh. Ooh, uh, both. Okay, I'll go one. Which I think one? Scherzer's in there in the seventh. I don't think they have a choice today. That's what I think. Okay. Speaking of future Hall of Famers, Terry Francona basically made it official yesterday. He was on uh, MLB radio. This is before the Twins basically just pissed all over the Guardians season and said, see you in 2024. It'll be apparently with a new manager in the Cleveland dugout. Here is Terry Francona. I think I've been pretty clear with people. I don't want to have the last month be a send off or, you know, a pity party or you know, that's not how I feel. It's time. And my body's telling me that my head's telling me that, and I don't want to stay on for the wrong reasons. And, and I, I, too, I hope I have too much respect for not just the game, but for this organization to do that. And so I've been pretty clear with the guys I work for and told them to start preparing because it's time. If it is indeed time, where do you rank Francona in terms of managers over the last three decades? I can't. That's such. I, I can't rank all the managers over the last three decades. Well, I, I don't will want speak you to. Glo- 
rank everyone. Pedro Grifol near the bottom, by the way. I will you know, speak <laughs> about Terry Francona and, and what he's meant to the organizations that he's managed in. I mean, you're not going to find a player that played for him and says, Terry's not a fair guy or a good communicator. He is the ultimate of both of those. And smart, like I, I let's just, I'm not going to name names. I've seen him outmanage people many, many times, many times. And that's not easy to do in today's game. There's so much info out there. There's so much data out there. We have the universal DH, all these things. He still is able to put his guys in the right positions. He's still able to, you know, it's like, it, he's two steps ahead of a lot of managers in the league as far as matchups and, and where he wants to go and when he pulls it. I love the fact that he turned um, – this is one of the things I'll always remember about him. He got – now I'm blanking on the freaking name. Andrew Miller. Andrew Miller comes over to your guards, and he convinces him to be the guy that can go in any high leverage situation mm-hmm. no matter the inning. And he was able to convince him to do that. That's kind of now – happen more often that never used to happen you had a guy that guy was pitching at the end of the game no matter what tito's like no this makes sense we need you in high leverage come do this i just think he's he's brilliant he's personable he's great with the media he's great with the clubhouse like he really he has it all as a manager and he's got like hilarious stories about when his bike gets stolen all these things like it's just he hits on all the notes so I don't know where he ranks over the last three decades. I have no idea. No clue. But I I think that he's a Hall of Famer, and I think that he's he's always just been like, you never hear anyone say anything bad about the guy. And to me, that means something. I think that's what people, big leaders will talk to you, especially veterans will say, no one's going to remember your your stats. They're going to remember how you treated people. And Terry Francona is one of those guys that just treat people the right way. Yeah, I think that's... It's a perfect description. Obviously, I've gotten to know Terry pretty well since he's managed my club over the last decade. And I can tell you this. The biggest compliment I can pay to him is that he's very much like a big program college football coach, meaning he is the program. Now, he's not like one of those assholes in college football. He's a good dude who has time for everybody and presents things in a fun, light way, unlike college football coaches. But what I mean by this is, who is the face of the Cleveland Guardians slash Indians since 2013? It's Terry Francona. He is. And I don't, you know, some people might say it's Jose Ramirez, and I'll I'll listen to them on that. But Terry's it, man. And it's there's been very interesting chatter in the Cleveland social media sports world about, well, it's probably time for a fresh voice and all that. And he's come under fire for some, you know, he sticks with veterans maybe too long. That was the gripe in Boston at times. And it has now been the calling card in Cleveland. And I just sit here and go, oh, man. Oh, boy. Just wait till he's not there. Wait till he's not there. Is this a real stat? I'm looking at his just the wins here. This will be the first time if the Guardians finish under 500 that he's been under 500 since the 2000 Phillies. I didn't even manage the Phillies. My bad. They went 80 and 82 one year in Cleveland. He's never won fewer than 80 games in Cleveland. 
when was that in Cleveland? Oh, go go look a few years ago. It would we went eighty and eighty two one year. Was it two thousand twelve? Maybe I don't no. know why that's not listed on this baseball almanac page. Okay, so he's I mean, a stud. Let's remember there were two years where he didn't finish the season. He didn't finish the season, and Sandy Alomar Jr. had to manage it, and and Sandy was like, "Yo, I'm good." So. He's saying 2004. That's Rob saying 2004. I don't think 2004, so. 2004, he was with the Red Sox and yeah, won he was with the Red 98 Sox games. Almost. Yeah. I'm almost positive that there was a Cleveland Guardians year where we went 80. But now here's 81 and 80 in 2015. That doesn't make any sense. I guess 161, they only played. Was there a game rained out or something? Yeah, I'm sure that they didn't yeah, make okay. it up because it didn't. There's a possibility. 2021 is what you're saying, Rob. Did they go 80 and 82? Here's the possibility. That he didn't uh, wasn't on his record. Maybe okay, he didn't so manage the game. 2021, he went 49 and 48. Oh, that's as it. a manager. That's okay. what it is. So remember, he didn't. Yeah, that's why. Um, do I think that he's better than Bochi or Joe Torre? Like people will say, well, no, no, yes. he's got. He doesn't have as many. I don't know about Bochi, but Joe Torre, yes. He doesn't have as many World Series wins as those guys. I get it. He's also managed the last. 10 years in a place that's been bottom six in payroll virtually consistently and has them right in it every year. So I, all I can tell you is this, I don't know what the rules are. I'm going to have to check with my buddy, Josh Rowich, who's the president of the baseball hall of fame. If he's not on the ballot next year, something's wrong. Like let's go. What are we waiting for? You good? Are we waiting to see if he gets another managerial job? Like who gives a shit? So what? Put him on the ballot, and he should go in next year. It'd be a hell of a speech, I'll tell you that. All right, be. last thing before we get out of here on the uh, podcast and YouTube side of things. More shocking scenery from Tuesday. The Angels running a stunt double wearing Shohei's jersey out for picture day or Bryce Harper trying to snap a hitting skid and getting rid of his famous beard. I think both of these are hilarious. Typically, if you miss the team picture for whatever reason, you're just not in the team picture. And they write under it, not pictured, and the people who are not pictured. But this we is Shohei Otani, and they will never do that. They want to make sure he's in every piece of Angels literature possible. I am looking at Bryce Harper's game log. Yeah, he is 0 for September. It looks he's, like he's now 0 for 19. It didn't help. He went 0 for 3 last night. So he's 0 for September. And uh, every baseball player has done something like this. Whether, you know, 2012, I had long hair. I cut it all off. I shaved my head. I actually went on an epic run. Uh, the beard is a classy example. I, I like these doing this. It just makes you feel different. The only thing that's different, though, about a beard is when guys shave their beard, typically they get worse looking. So now you're not getting that like feeling like, oh, damn, I look good. You're like, dang, I kind of look like a little kid again. So it might have worked reversed on the psychological department for him. He looked in the mirror like, dang, like I'm a good looking guy. But now I look he looks like a kid. Michelle always says that beards are makeup for men. Yeah. Or and, big uh, sunglasses for men. So like I, I was 
I was jarred when I saw that photo pregame. I was like, what is going on here? Like that he's got one of the classic sports beards. He has to now it'll take him about 72 hours to grow it back in full. So if he wants to get back on that train, he can. What about the whole Otani thing? I mean, that is amazing. And then they shuttled him like out through people obviously caught wind of it because they see him walking through the dugout wearing an Otani jersey. They're like, what is going on? He goes out, he takes the picture, and then they kind of whisk him away through a back tunnel. <laughs> like, oh, oh boy, somebody's on to us. It is so funny that they did that. They, you have to have Shohei in the picture. They would do that for, I mean, and maybe Mike Trout they would do that for. Nobody else. Not one other player. They would just say, not picture. There he is being walked out. Okay. Uh, he's moving. He's moving. He's moving. What's going on? <laughs> the world is hilarious. All right. We are uh, we are back at this again on Thursday. We doing 1130 a.m. Eastern? You want to do? Oh, oh you want to go early? We can. Yeah, I, can... Oh, oh. I want to bring my kids to school. Oh, 830. You're such a good dad. 1130 a.m. Eastern, 830 a.m. Pacific. If you want to join us live on the AMP app, which we recommend because you become a big part of the program. Once we're done with the podcast and YouTube side of things, we take your calls so you can tell us where we've been wrong or where we've been right. Whatever you want to do. Or just yell at us. Or just have fun with us. That's the beauty of the AMP app. So for our one-of-a-kind producer, Robbie Shiraco, the uber-talented Trevor Plouffe, I am Chris Rose. We will see you Thursday on Baseball Today.